Hey, good morning, everyone. My subject this morning is stand tall. You can see it. Uh, you can see it over here. Stand tall. So I better stand here. Look a bit taller. That's my subject. And I want to say to you this morning. I want to test to see if you can stand tall and if you're paying attention. Every time I say, "Don't get caught slipping," I want you to say, "Stand tall." All right. So we're going to practice that. Philippe, can we practice that, Philippe? All right. Philippe, can you hear? Can you hear me? All right. Don't get caught slipping. Whoa. The whole school's there. Don't get caught slipping. Let me pray for you. Father, you are awesome. Show these kids you are awesome. They're awesome too. Amen. You know, when I was in, uh, I, was, I was brought up in New Zealand. I was born in New Zealand. Okay, I, I, just me, just me. Okay, just me. I was born in New Zealand. But my parents, they weren't born in New Zealand. They were born in another country. Well, they were born in an island called Samoa. Oh, we got some Samoans here. All right. Woo! They were born in Samoa. So when they came to New Zealand, and I was born in New Zealand, do you think they brought me up the New Zealand way? No, they brought me up the way they understood, which was Samoan. And as a kid, in the Samoan culture, as a kid, we're seen as pretty insignificant. We don't have any important opinions we're important because we can go fetch some water. We can uh, do some chores around the house and all those kind of stuff. So when the adults do their thing, the kids do our thing. So after we've done our chores, we just go play around and do all these things. So we're, 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 we're not seen as that important as far as ideas and putting forward all these things. But luckily enough, I was brought up with these neighbors. Now, those, na- these neighbors were New Zealanders. I call them my Palangi parents. Balangi literally means pop from the sky because the Samoans thought that when white people came to their island, they thought they popped from the sky. So they called them Balangi. Balangi. So I had my Balangi parents. And thankfully, they, they, used to give, they used to teach me another way of doing things. And, you know, one day after school, <clears throat> I was walking home and there was this park. That park had been there since, I was, since the day I was born. And there was always this backboard. Backboard at the park, but there was no ring on the backboard. And I wanted to play. What, what, would, the, what would we do with the basketball ring? We'll play basketball. Now I know, <clears throat> I know you look at me and go, "That guy plays basketball." I was um, I was smaller back then. I was I was smaller, but I was going to play for the All Blacks. Don't ask my friends or my parents or, or anybody because I'll deny it. But I, I, I love playing rugby. But yeah, I wanted to play basketball. <clears throat> but I didn't know what to do about it. But one time, I was at my Balangi parents' house, and I'm playing with their son because we're best friends. And we're hanging out, and I mentioned it to Joshua. I said to my friend Joshua, he's, he's my best friend, I said to him, wouldn't it be awesome if we had a basketball hoop at the park? And he goes, yeah. And then Julie says, my Balangi mother, she says, well, why don't you do something about it? Man, don't get caught slipping. <clears throat> I was like, what? What am I going to do about it? I can't do anything about it. I don't know how to build a hoop. She said to me, come. So I sit at the table and she says, and Joshua and me are sitting there. She said, what you do is you put together a petition. I'm about nine years old. You know, I'm minding my own business. I'll just, I, you know, I'm just one of those kids that, you know, you know those kids that just wake up in the morning and your mum and dad shout at you to get ready and you go get your, your lunch 
you grab your lunch and then you, you know, get all your homework together. I don't know if you understand that. Do you guys relate to that? Oh, you do? Oh, I was one of those kids, minding my own business, you know? She says, you put a petition together. Well, what's a petition? Well, you get people's names around the neighborhood, and you, you say that you want a basketball hoop, and you write it to the council. And I'm thinking, what's a petition? What's a council? I didn't understand all the stuff. And so all, 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 she, all she says is, go around the neighborhood and get as many names. So I went around the neighborhood knocking on the doors and saying, Joshua and me, walking around the doors and saying, hey, um, we want a basketball hoop at the park. Uh, you know, would you sign this and be a part of it if you want a basketball hoop? And they started signing their names. And I started feeling this excitement. Wow, all these names are starting to fill up this, this, this paper. And so I come back to Julie and I said, Julie, I've got 40 names on here. How exciting. And she says, what are you going to do with it? Oh, don't get, don't get caught slipping. She says, you write to the council. I'm writing to the council. I'm like, what do I write to the council? She says, tell the councillor that you are like a, a hoop, basketball hoop at your park. So I do. I write this letter with the most beautiful writing that you've ever seen in your life. And we put it in the mail. I never hear back. I never hear back from the councillor. But two months later, when I'm walking home from school, I see these two big men and this equipment, and they're putting a basketball ring on the basketball court. I'm like, whoa! Was that me? Was that us? Was it the 45 names? And then all these people, we started coming to the park, I grabbed my basketball, and I was shooting, and every shot I took, and I couldn't even reach the hoop, but I was so happy. And I was like, oh, how do you shoot the ball? You know, how do you do this thing? And one of the guys, you know, one of the older guys came and he taught me how to play basketball. And from that day on, we had people coming to their park. We had three on threes. We had like 30 people at one stage and we were playing street ball. All from one person saying, why don't you do something about it? Basically telling me, don't get caught slipping. Yeah. Amen. This is one other kid. This is one other kid I want to tell you about. He's minding his own business. He wakes up in the morning. Mom says, good morning. Here's your breakfast. Here's breakfast. And he says, what do you want to do today? What are you, what are you doing today? He says, I want to go and check out this guy who's, uh, who's making waves. You know, he's, I want to hear what he's got to say. He's really exciting. He says, well, don't forget your lunch. Pick up your lunch. I'm, I'm glad you finished your homework on your way. Little boy's on his way goes to hear this guy speaking. And they're speaking, and uh, there's a whole crowd there, just like you, whole crowd there. And, listen, and this guy, this kid's heart, is just like, wow, I've never heard someone speak like this before. He speaks awesome words and words of life. And suddenly there's this pause, this silence, and the little kid's going, wow, why is there a pause in the program? Why is he, you know, what's, what's going on? And he sees these guys coming to Jesus, and they look concerned. You know their concerned face? And the preacher's, preacher's calm. <laughs> and the kids go, wow, what's going on? And then the men start splitting up and they start walking through the crowds. And uh, they're looking for something. And they come up to this kid. And they say, kid, um, is that your lunch? He goes, yeah. He goes, well, everybody's hungry. Little kid's going, well, yeah, you can, you can share my lunch if you like. So the, the band picks him up, takes with his lunch, and he says to 
they go up to the preacher and they say, Preacher, this lad, this is his lunch. But I don't know what we're going to do with that. Five loaves and two fish can only go so far. Man, they don't even fill me up halfway. And this preacher looks at his disciples and he says, Don't get caught slipping. And they take these five loaves and two fish. And in John 6, we say, he says, he says a prayer. And then suddenly, there's 12 baskets, baskets full of food, and everybody's getting fed. 12 baskets of food, and everybody's getting fed. This kid understood the concept of not, getting, not, not slipping. He's standing tall. Hey, hey, I love you. What's your name? Chloe, Chloe, good on you, Chloe. You're paying attention. Chloe's paying attention. Oh, they just fooled me. I just got caught slipping. (laughs) 5,000 people are getting fed now. Just from five loaves and two fish. Listen, every day you're minding your own business. And while we're sitting here, while we're sitting here in your hands, in your life, God has placed something that you think is small and insignificant, but you don't realize that person sitting next to you, on your left and your right, in front of you and behind you, they have something that if they place in the hands of Jesus Christ, they're going to change the world. Turn to the person next to you and say, you're going to change the world. Amen. Turn to the person next to you and say, don't get caught slipping. Stand tall. Stand tall. I wonder, I wonder with every single one of you that are here this morning, everyone that's here this morning, I wonder if you've ever thought to yourself, there's nothing that I can contribute to society. There's nothing important that I have that, can, that, that I can give to people. My opinion doesn't matter. Meanwhile, you're sitting in class, you write the best pieces of stories. You write the, you draw the master, master pictures. You say awesome poetry. You play fantastic music, and yet you're telling this stuff. Can the teachers say amen? I think the teachers will agree with me. So meanwhile, you're telling yourself, I have nothing. I've only got five loaves and two fish. You put that in the hands of Jesus, and I'll be feeding from what you have. Pastor Nimrod will be feeding from what you have. All of us will get something from you just because you chose to stand tall. And I want to encourage you this morning. I want to tell you that when, you, when you're going through your years right now, years five, six, seven, eight, if life is tough now, you're going to come up against some obstacles with some people offering you things. And you're going to come across things online and some things that uh, will challenge what you think is wrong and what you think is right. But I want to encourage you, don't get caught slipping. I want you to encourage you that when Jesus sees that you're slipping, you can. I want to tell you that when you think the chips are down, you can. And every time you're thinking to yourself, I have nothing to contribute, what do you do? Hey, stand up. Stand on your seats. Stand on your seats. Listen to me now. Listen to me now. 
Listen to me now. I want you to say, I want you to say what I have, what I have, I can give to Jesus. I'm not going to get caught slipping. I'm going to. I'm going to. My teachers are going to. I love you guys already. Thank you.